You're listening to Crud Talk, a ministry of 50 shades of grace. Everybody's got a story. I'm guessing like me, you've been hurt before. But what if I told you there was more to this life than being stuck in the hurt and sin of your past? Hey, we all have crud, but it's how we deal with it that makes all the difference. Today's episode is brought to you by a generous sponsor just like you. We thank you for your gift, which allows us to share hope and continue to help people deal with the crud in their lives. So thank you. Welcome everybody to Crud Talk. My name is Sonia Bruner. Thanks for tuning in. So... Today is World Day Against Trafficking in Persons, every July 30th. You'll be hearing this tomorrow morning, (laughs) most of you, when I post this podcast, but I'm going to talk about it as if it's today because it is truly today. Did you know over 40 million trafficked persons are being hurt globally? They're enslaved in some way. Sex trafficking is the most common form of trafficking in the United States. It's been said that there's over 70 million CSAM, I call it CSAM, files in 2019. So I want you all to get used to this acronym CSAM, C-S-A-M. It's Child Sexual Abuse Materials. Some people are calling sexual images and videos of kids child porn, child pornography. There is no such thing as child pornography. Pornography indicates a choice. Kids don't choose to have photos and videos taken while being sexually hurt and tortured. Don't say child pornography. It really hacks us off. Don't say it. 78% of these files are of children under the age of 12. By the way, The USA is the highest consumer of all CSAM worldwide. (sighs) Family involvement is four times higher in child sex sex trafficking than in adult sex trafficking. Let me say that again because you need to get your brain around that. Family involvement is four times higher in child sex trafficking than in adult sex trafficking. That means families are selling their children. They're allowing it to happen. I'm super thankful for the awareness that the movie Sound of Freedom has brought to the issue of child trafficking. There's been some criticism of it because there were some parts that they added to the story and it only depicted one type of trafficking, which is by abduction. And people said that that was irresponsible to victims. I've talked about this before, but let me say, I don't understand why anyone would whine and complain about a movie that is bringing awareness like we haven't seen ever before. It doesn't matter which form of trafficking was portrayed in that movie. Those of us helping people need to shout loudly for what we are doing in our ministries in this field and what we need from people. People are begging me to tell them how I can, how they can help and where they can give. People want to know. The only ones complaining are jealous. Yep, I said it. And they should be ashamed of themselves. The point is to shout loudly for what we are for and share what we need to continue to help people in our ministries. Okay, enough said about that. There are different forms of human trafficking. I've talked about this for years. Forced labor, forced marriage, domestic servitude, sex trafficking, and organ harvesting. 
Many traffickers force their victims to commit crimes on their behalf. So if the arrest is made, if there's an arrest, it's the victim that goes to jail. That's very common. So let's talk about some signs of human trafficking. And y'all understand there's way more. I'm going to be giving you a lot of um, websites that I'll attach to this podcast because there's just so many great organizations that you can partner with. So some of the signs of human trafficking controlled by another person if the victim if you see somebody that's really highly controlled by another person controlled in movement like they're not allowed to go anywhere alone they have no independence at all Um, another another indicator would be no earnings like they work and they work but they never have the money overly fearful or like almost depression or or overly submissive poor health and malnourished that was me I was very malnourished Um, signs of physical abuse that was also me um a lot of times victims will have no identification, no ID, no, nothing, no driver's license, none of that. Substance abuse, um, that's prevalent. Lack of trust, they don't trust anybody. They're always, they're, they're afraid to trust people. No personal belongings. They show signs of dependence, even love and demonstrate like affection and attachment toward their abuser. Many have been lured by fake job offers and many feel that they're unable to leave. Most at-risk victims are vulnerable to trafficking and exploitation when they are exposed to risk factors like instability, violence and abuse, poor education, substance misuse, let's see, poverty, homelessness, unemployment and isolation. These factors can weaken defensive measures and make them more susceptible to trafficking and exploitation. And by the way, I'm getting this information from several different human trafficking organizations. Victimization occurs when someone is coerced, deceived, forced, or otherwise subject to an abuse of power. This can look like false job opportunities or maybe even a lover boy method where the the man will um, pretend to be like in love with the victim um, or being sold by a family member into labor or sex trafficking. When a survivor exits a trafficking situation, The resulting trauma combined with the original unresolved risk factors perpetuates the likelihood of being re-exploited and the cycle of trafficking continues. So not all human trafficking is done by abduction. Yeah, there are abductions. That happens all the time. But most human trafficking is happening by using coercion, threats, and familial exploitation. My trafficker was very well known to me, like a father figure. It was my mother's boyfriend. He was given full access to me for extended periods of time. Let me let me just jump in here and say, moms, let me let me give you a tip. Ask your kiddos questions. If they don't want to go with a certain person, pay attention. Don't brush it off. While I was being trafficked in my home with a trusted family partner, <laughs> family person to our, you know, our family, I went to school. I played with the other children in the neighborhood. All the signs were there, the bruises, the sexual conversations I could talk about as a second grader to the teachers and the kids, (laughs) all of that. But most people didn't know what to do. My fear is that we can feel so overwhelmed at the ginormity, is that a word, ginormity of the issue of physical and sexual violence, trafficking and treating human beings like animals. We may think, I'm just one person, what can I do? My heart and hope is to share this with anyone who will listen, to encourage action. Let me just be transparent here. I'm always transparent. Hello. Some days, actually most days, I hate talking about my story. I hate putting it out there. It never gets easier. 
<sighs> Everyone gets to have an opinion. We're all so good at that, right? Especially social media. Ugh. Or people just ignore it. It's too hard. It's too hard. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to that. I just can't listen to it. It's too hard. I don't know what's worse. People saying, "I won't go see the movie," or "I won't listen to your your testimony, Sonia, because it's just too hard. It's too. It's too hard. I have enough negativity in my life. That just about kills me. I I don't know what's worse, being ignored, or having an opinion about it. I just I don't know. At the end of the day, though, it's the eight year old little girl that says, "My dad is hurting me." And she asks, will I be okay? That's what matters. It's not about me at all. I'm one of millions that have been hurt or are going through it now as you're listening to this. I heard somebody say this. Oh my goodness, you guys. She probably shares it so that people feel sorry for her. It's not about the amount of attention I could ever receive. Believe me when I say it's not fun to get this kind of attention. Remember, for, it's for the most degrading, brutal, painful thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. It's about the action it will prompt someone to take. That's what's important. So what can you do? Open your wallet. <laughs> People laugh when I say that. I'm not joking. Open your wallet and give money to the organizations that are helping on the front lines to eradicate human trafficking in this world. The traffickers know that we will spend the money to buy the children, but we will not spend the money to rescue the children. And they're counting on that. Another thing you can do, stop consuming. Stop being a consumer, which drives the demand for trafficking. You know those cute clothes on the ads on Facebook that show really cheap clothing? Guess who's making those clothes for little to no money that you're happy to not have to spend? Most of those are sweatshops where people, sometimes kids, are forced to work for nothing to pay off a ridiculous debt or threat to their family. That's called labor trafficking. Or that pornography that you can't stop looking at? Go get yourself some help and stop looking at it. Let me, let me jump in and say right here that I've heard from some men since this movie's come out about the guilt that they have felt about their participation in pornography and how they didn't understand how that contributed to human trafficking. I had one guy who wrote to me and said, Sonia, when I heard your story, I didn't realize that by me watching porn, there was no way to know how old those girls are or if they're being forced to do that. But by me watching and getting off to that, I'm no different than the men who hurt you. That's somebody's daughter, mom, sister. I'm the consumer. Wow, that was, it was powerful. If you have watched pornography, I'm talking to men and women, there is hope. Jesus will forgive you. If you can't stop, there's counseling and accountability groups to help you if you're struggling. Don't let Satan make you think that there's no way out of that. That's a lie. Stop consuming porn and get yourself some help. Be free from that. As one lady told me, I get a physical need met, sure, but I'm more empty and lonely than ever afterwards. That's the truth, y'all. What's another thing you can do? Moms, I'm going to really hack you off right now. Stop posting inappropriate, highly sexualized photos of your children on social media. There, I said it. (laughs) I've been praying about this for so long. They're beautiful and God made them to be beautiful and special, but not because of the way they look, but because of their heart and their brain. 
Every time you post a photo where your child is posing seductively on social media, that can be extracted and used for child sexual abuse material. CSAM. Do you get that? 70 million files. And that number was from 2019. You guys, it's way higher now. I see moms posting pictures of their five, six, seven-year-old kids in dance costumes with tons of makeup on their face in highly sexualized poses that a 26-year-old wouldn't even do, let alone a six-year-old. What is the meaning of it? Does a small child have a reason to be standing in a sexy pose? What is the point behind that? If you have an explanation that makes sense, tell me. I already know. (laughs) I'm ticking a bunch of you off. But I know what they do with those photos. Listen to me. I had photos taken of me, videos taken. And what they did while they, while they were watching them was disgusting. They'd swapped them out like it was the newest action flick. And they didn't even have access to the internet like the pedophiles and the dark web hackers have now. I can see you all getting so mad, typing away nasty messages to me about this. And I understand that nobody should be judged or looked at or hurt based on what they wear or don't wear or what they look like or don't look like. But cut the crap. We live in a world where there are sick individuals, mostly in America, that are using that material for sexual pleasure and financial gain. And you are making that decision for your own children. They don't even get a say. You just keep posting away. I know you don't mean to, but if you put it on the internet, you have zero control over what others do with it. The only way to stop that is to not post those types of pictures. The reason we have slaves is because we have slave buyers. No consumers equals no slaves. The next thing you can do is fight against the laws that are allowing a child under the age of 16 to have consent to anything and everything. There's a man, (laughs) the man who raped and tortured me and sold me to other men for sex can now stand tall and share his truth. And I'm told to shut my discriminating mouth because he is protected and supported. And now I sometimes can hear him laughing at me as he screams his new title that the world says I must accept, honor, and acknowledge, or I'm the villain. If I refuse to acknowledge his new title, let me see, what is it again? Oh, that's right. I can't call him a pedophile because that sounds too criminal and sounds too discriminatory. So now I have to call him a minor attracted person. And if I don't, then I will be deemed as morally wrong and intolerant. He is now accepted, and I am the evil wackadoo religious freak. Even government officials, people in positions of authority tell me that I must acknowledge him and others like him, or there's something corrupt and evil about me. Even the United Nations is supporting him. When he beat me and he raped me and screamed in my face, you love this, you asked for this. And because I was terrified and stayed silent, he now has a platform, a right to say that she consented. So my sex with this minor, because that's what I identify as, and it's not wrong for me to be attracted to a minor person because we now have a title for it, is now accepted. And I have no risk of consequence. I love my country as I puke my guts out. So what does this have to do with human trafficking? Do you understand that if they can have a child consent to being whatever sexual orientation they wanna be, whatever identity, sexually speaking, they want to be, 
A child can now give consent, which is what some lawmakers are pushing for. In fact, some states have already passed it. That is a direct connection to a pedophilia. Pedophiles prey on children. And with laws for consent to sexual relationships with whoever they want, we're talking about six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old children here. Which, again, sexual relationships could mean kids, it could mean adults, and they would be able to be protected by law, free from conviction, no repercussions, because the laws now say children can give consent. You, as a parent, would have no recourse. You would have no legal right to any prosecution. The pedophile will be protected. So while this agenda seems harmless, and they keep shoving it down my throat saying how harmless it is, it's so harmless, why are you guys picking on all the transgen- transgender groups? People, are, people, should not be, people should just be able to love who they wanna love and do what they wanna do. People should be able to go into any bathroom that they wanna go into. Why are you picking on us? Why don't you just leave us alone? I'll tell you why. Because all the rest of us, one in six boys, one in four girls are sexually hurt before the age of 18. All of those people who were hurt by an adult are now going to be told that now a five, six, seven-year-old can give consent to whatever sexual identity they want to align with. Then what you're, go- you're doing is opening everything up, everyone up to no prosecution or conviction. So let's just think about this for a second. They could say this 10-year-old wanted to be a girl. They were born a biological boy, but they want to be a girl. And then the same 10-year-old decided they were in love with a man and wanted to have sex and had sex with this 27-year-old man. Because a 10-year-old can emotionally determine major life issues like sexual identity and having sex with someone. Come on, I'm sorry, but that's crap. Remember that human trafficking forces the victim to do whatever they want them to do or say. Is it far-fetched to think that a trafficker would force a child to say they gave consent when they truly did not? Of course it's not. Traffickers are doing this now. And all of us as Americans are sitting around saying this is a transgender issue. It's way more than a transgender issue. We will go from consent of identity to consent of activity. We will have children being forced to say they wanted sex when they never did. And the laws will now protect the traffickers. That's why it's a big deal. But this, (laughs) I have to take a breath, is an even bigger deal. How can I have joy and hope? And how can I be excited about this topic? Let me tell you why. As much as it grieves my heart, I am a human traffic survivor. I made it. I survived. I was rescued. I heard the truth about Jesus Christ and he changed my entire life. I learned who I truly was, how much I was loved and how all the things that were done to me and said to me, they were totally wrong. And I learned that I have a choice now. Why? Because I was set free. Without people getting involved to help human traffic victims, how will they ever be free? not just physically free, but free from sin, free from shame, the anger, the trauma. Only Jesus has the power to heal that. I've lived it. I've seen it. I know not everyone will choose Jesus or even believe in him. I get it. But I'm telling you, it was the difference in my life. I can't help everyone, y'all, but I can help the ones I can. 
in order to be free from sin and saved by Jesus, they must be rescued. We need to help any way we can. I'm going to post some organizations that I think are doing a fantastic job in the arena of human trafficking. If you have any questions or you're stuck and you need some crud coaching, or maybe you have an event coming up and you'd like to have me come and speak, you can contact me on my website, sonyabruner.com. The most important thing from today's episode is to do something, take action. Every dollar, every prayer, every time we choose not to be a consumer makes a difference. Do something, take action. I'm Sonia Bruner. This is Crud Talk. See you next time.